Good afternoon to you. I hope you're doing well. It is Tuesday, June 14th at 1.30. I thought I'd uh, put together a quick cast. Hadn't done it in a little bit. Uh, there have been some news items, of course, this summer. You guys have been paying attention if you're tuning in here as much as I have to the stuff that's been uh, rolling through the Purdue news feeds. Uh, some pretty big, pretty big items. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and the only reason I haven't uh, reacted to them with a quick cast is because... Um, I'm not really in a rhythm of doing that. We're not in the regular season at all, and I figured, well, you know, I can, I can do that uh, whenever I feel like it, and I felt like it today. I ran into some people that are nice enough to listen and watch QuickCast and the site uh, at different times, one during travel, uh, another one here in central Indiana, my pal Grant, uh, who actually saw him in the church parking lot, who... Um, who uh, said he, he liked watching the uh, watching the quick cast, so he's one of the reasons that got it done. That's the type of service I provide here at Boiled Sports. And um, uh, if you see me and you request a quick cast, I told him, I said, you're getting the quick cast right now talking to me in that parking lot. But uh, I react to that and uh, another uh, nice guy on a plane out in L.A., actually coming back from L.A., ran into him, said he's a Boiled Sports fan. So... That's the catalyst that got it done. Uh, so I hope you're doing well. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Try to get it done in about 15 minutes. Um, but before I do that, let me thank uh, the sponsors of the site, the sponsors of the QuickCast. We have a deal where they don't really sponsor us in the summer. That's part of the reason. I mean, uh, there's not a lot to sponsor because we don't have a ton of content during the off season. But um, I just checked Gridiron Metalworks. Uh, you can go over there right now. Their, their, their online store is now open again. That's good stuff. Uh, go over to AJ's if you're near campus, eataj's.com if you want to order it and have it uh, brought to your place. Um, great stuff there, uh, just off campus. And then, of course, um, Martin Vintage, uh, martinvintage.com. Enter Boiled at checkout at Gridiron Metalworks or uh, Martin Vintage for 15% off discount. Uh, Martin Vintage had a killer deal about a week ago. They were having, I think, free shipping and 20% off, just kind of a summer thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, check them out. They've, I think they've got new stuff coming. I don't think they have any, they haven't anything, any new releases in a few, uh, in a little bit, but still, if you need a new t-shirt, not a good place, not a bad place to go and, uh, check them out, martinvintage.com. So, uh, let me talk about a couple things. First off, uh, you guys all know this, Mitch Daniels, uh, last day as Purdue's president will be, uh, on December 31st of 2022. That's kind of crazy. Uh, seemed like it was just yesterday that uh, Purdue announced that he was going to be president. I think it's one of the greatest things that's happened to Purdue in my lifetime, honestly. Uh, and it turns out it has been pretty great for the school. Some of you guys don't agree with him politically. That's okay. But his tuition freeze was nothing short of genius. Uh, it's helped keep things down uh, for a lot of people out there that are current students. Maybe some of you are watching and it saved you some money. That's great. And you're also still getting a great, great Purdue uh, education. Um, but I'm a big fan of Mitch Daniels. Mitch Daniels is also a guy that supported athletics and continues to support them. Um, one thing he did, he made appearances. This is a little thing, but it's a big thing. He made appearances at basketball games and football games. Not every president in America is that um, hands-on with the um, with the football and basketball programs. He also was a key to getting Brom to come to Purdue and then keeping there. Why are you doing that when you're right here? Sorry, LBD is texting me right now. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's very hot outside. Our temperature is reaching is reading over 100. It's hot in central Indiana, as you know, and it's humid, and it's 
kind of painful, actually. A little bit early for that sort of heat. But anyway, Mitch Daniels, um, great for academia, great for um, for the athletic department. He and Babinski have been have worked well together. He and Burke before that worked well together. It's a lousy thing to see him go just because I like him. Here's the crazy thing. He will be just short of 10 years at Purdue. And if you're old like me, it seems like those 10 years have flown or those nine and a half right now or nine and three quarters as we stand. Uh, pretty amazing. <clears throat> Robert Randy, thanks for uh, uh, tuning in live. And I'm going to address your very issue here in a second. And I agree. Um, <clears throat> but so Daniel's out. A guy named uh, Meng Chiang will be the president of Purdue uh, from all accounts, this is a brilliant man and uh, and a very good administrator well, as well for the Purdue Engineering School. A lot of you guys out there are engineers. Anish was extremely excited when he heard that uh, Dean Chang was, was, the, was the guy who's, who's going to take over. All good news so far. I hope he has a hands-on um, philosophy with athletics because I think it's extremely important for him to be involved with athletics. What's about to happen with Big Ten Network money is noteworthy. It's going to be huge. Um, right now, I think the schools are at, I want to say, $52 million a year from Big Ten Network that they get automatically for being in the conference. <clears throat> that number is going to go up, and it's going to go up quite a bit from what I understand. That's a big deal to Purdue University, not just to Purdue Athletics. Um, so I hope... Dean Chang is is a guy that will um, see this as important. I also hope he's a guy that understands the importance of athletics in general to the school as a recruiting tool for getting just kids on campus to go to school there. So many of you have stories like that. You came to see a football game when Drew Brees was playing, and it was an amazing atmosphere, and you said, this is where I want to be. A lot of you have that type of story. Um, I grew up in the shadows of Purdue because <clears throat> my dad graduated from Purdue in 1970. But the, where I grew up at Purdue was at Mackey Arena and ross Stadium. And I came to Purdue because I felt comfortable. Uh, I also found the perfect major for me. It all worked out really well. But athletics is a key part of that. And a lot of people, my son right now, next room over, he's going to be going to school in a few years. Maybe he'll go to Purdue. Who knows? But um, the idea of having big-time athletics not far away is important to a lot of you guys. It's important to me. But we are in a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal time for NCAA sports right now, or college sports, however you want to say it. The NCAA has screwed up so many things and will continue to screw up so many things as long as they're in charge of anything. They have not shown us that they know how to manage things. They have not shown us that they know how to plan rollouts of new programs. They screwed it up with the NIL and not giving any boundaries, and it was abused, of course, and they will continue to do this. Something's got to get better. The NIL, as it sits right now, will destroy college sports if it keeps going. Um, the NIL coupled with the um, transfer rules that are so fast and loose that they just beg for tampering. That's the problem. It's not so much the problem. It's not a problem at all. The name image likeness idea of a kid making money from his, his name, his image, his likeness. That's a good thing. But the fact there's no structure around this is a horrible thing. That's the problem. And if something doesn't change quickly, college sports as you know it will be destroyed. And this is the thing that I, I am really bothered by. Look ahead. That's part of the reason I've been kind of quiet. I don't even know how to address this other than saying I'm bothered. I'm worried. I think the thing that I've loved for a long time, I love college football. I love college basketball, specifically Purdue. You guys all know that if you tune in here. But I am worried about what comes next. 
And I think we all should have reason to be worried if you've been paying attention at all, as Purdue fans specifically. Purdue started out, said they weren't going to be involved in NIL. They changed their tune, said, okay, we have to get involved here with NIL in some way. Babinski came out. Um, and now they're trying to figure out exactly what does that look like? What does the NIL <clears throat> overseeing department, I don't even know what you call any of this stuff, what does it look like in a year or two? But Purdue's got to react pretty quickly or they're going to keep losing out on transfers, elite high-level transfers. I'll go a next step further. I don't think Purdue is geared up or tuned up or has the parts to pay kids to get them to come to Purdue like some places have under the guise of you know NIL work and boosters doing things, whatever. Purdue has never had that structure. Purdue continues to not have that structure. Ohio State, Ryan Day said it's going to cost $15 million a year to keep his football program intact just through NIL deals. I joked on Twitter, I think it's funny because it used to only take $5 million from boosters to keep those guys there. And I'll continue to say that. Places like Ohio State have had the structure for a long time to pay players and to keep them there. Before it was legal, they were doing it. Before it was cool, they were doing it. And places like Purdue that really have never been in that game, tipping their toe into the kind of the grimy underbelly of recruiting, that stuff, <clears throat> I know it occurs a little bit, but to the level it does at these places that are pros, Alabama, another place, Nick Saban, he, he spoke out against uh, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M saying they're the biggest cheaters. They paid, those guys are bought and paid for. Ironic to me. That's ironic. Alabama has always been really good at, playing ball and getting guys to whatever it took to get them on campus, they got them there. Maybe it was academic moving, maybe it was money, whatever. They've always been good at it. I'm at nine minutes. I haven't even reached any of the topics I wanted to talk about, but hopefully I will. Um, so, but anyway, I, I am worried. I am bothered. I will continue to talk through this as I figure things out, but I have not figured anything out and nor have you because you don't know. We don't know what the next chapter is. Uh, we can theorize all we want. We can say that Purdue better get involved, better get on this train or they're going to continue to lose. There's no doubt they need to change their approach, but I don't think Purdue would have ever been able to rally $800,000 to get Nigel Pack to Purdue. So thoughts like that can just leave. You should be very realistic and understand that type of thing is not going to happen. Now, getting a guy a deal together from a couple of corporations that say, yeah, we want him to be part of it. He can be the face of it. And he gets $100,000 or $50,000 or whatever like that. Fine. But near a million dollars for two years of play, I just don't think it's going to happen at Purdue. And I kind of hope it doesn't, honestly, because this is kind of the worst of pro sports and the worst of college sports as it stands right now, because there are no contracts to hold these people in place. Once you sign, you say, I'm going to play at University of Miami for $800,000, where now you, have, you are contractually obligated, or you should be contractually obligated to play. It's a foolish investment on the other side if these people continue to just throw money down the hole and they don't have a, a contract keeping that person there saying, okay, we paid for two years. You're going to be here for two years. You're not going to get paid. Um, those people are a lot smarter than me, I'm sure. So <clears throat> anyway, let's talk about some other things. Point guard thoughts, like Robert said over here in the, in the side here. Uh, there's so many uh, commits around and uh, no point guard at Purdue uh, transferring in. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because we saw Eric Hunter leave. I don't know if that was since my last podcast. I think it was. Eric Hunter decided, he said, if you watch the Golden Black uh, conversation with uh, Brian Newbert, Hunter said, I selfishly decided to go someplace else. Okay, I'm going to use his words. I agree, Eric. That was a selfish decision. That's okay. You have the right to make a selfish decision. Eric's not a dumb guy. Eric's been a great Purdue player. He's been a great kid. 
no complaints. Good guy. Uh, met him on a couple of occasions. Like him a lot. Even have talked to his dad on, on Twitter. Great, great thing. But I think this was a stupid decision. So that's okay. It's not my decision. It's his. And he chose as he thought. He wanted to play in a more wide-open offense, he said. Okay. Gets to go play for Thad Mata and a rebuilding Butler team that is, sure, they may be okay. They will not be as good at Purdue. Even as Purdue in the rebuild state that they're in this year. And I mean that. This is not what Painter wants. This isn't a perfect vision of what he sees as a basketball team. Purdue will still be better, I believe. And I think they'll probably be better quite a bit. They'll be quite a bit better. Sadly, uh, Butler doesn't play Purdue this year. Uh, that would be fun to watch uh, Purdue beat Hunter for me. Um, nothing against him, but he made his decision. All right, man. That's okay. And he's welcome to come back to Purdue and be part of the Purdue family. Always will be. He'll always be regarded that way. But I think that was a silly decision. And it's especially silly when we look at look at it through the lens of what we know now that Purdue is really going to be approaching the point guard position as of right now because they do not have a point guard coming in uh, there's a kid that's they're looking at I don't fall in love with anybody until they're signed and they're on campus that's just the way I look at it and that's part of the reason I don't keep up uh, with recruiting here on the quick cast or at the site because so many things can happen before it's a done deal but according to what I'm reading, according to what I'm seeing, it looks like it's going to be a composite of Lawyer, Smith, and um, uh, Morton, all playing point guard together. And Lawyer was news to me, but I saw that again on Golden Black in an interview. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, that's He has great size. He and Morton both have great size, and Smith will be more of a waterbug type of guy. Uh, but between the three of them, we might end up seeing something that's really good. Maybe we'll see something interesting that maybe Painter likes having a bigger point guard back there. I don't know. Because uh, I think Lawyer and Morton are both, I think Morton is what, 6'6", six, six, and Lawyer is close, close to the same size. So very, very different look uh, for, uh, yeah. Nathan Anderson says, Ethan, Macho Man Morton at the point. I think that's a reference to the immense amount of facial hair and body hair that Morton can seemingly grow in moments. Uh, yeah, uh, he's a bad dude. And he reminds me a lot, I've said this before, reminds me of Doug Lee. Um, who's that's a that's a throwback. You older guys will remember him. Doug Lee played uh, for Purdue a long time ago in the late middle late eighties. Uh, kind of looks like him. Looks like a guy that I think a lot of people wouldn't think they would uh, be beaten by him off the dribble or get scored on. But then Doug Lee would do it. Doug Lee actually went on to the NBA, had a pretty good career. I think he played for the Nets and some other places. And Morton is going to have a good career at Purdue. You've heard me talking about that for years. Okay, so uh, so point guard. Still a work in progress. It's going to be a committee as of right now unless somebody comes in and takes the reins right away. If somebody comes in and says they're going to transfer in right away, there's a rumor or there's a visit, I think, happening in the next day or so. If he comes to Purdue, right away it'll be plug and play. That guy will probably start, and then those other guys will be moved around. Morton, of course, proved he's a five tool. He can be put anywhere. You can do anything with Eaton Morton. He showed it last year. He can play a number of positions. On the football side of things, you've got a ton of movement happening with transfers. Okay, since we talked last, I believe, Penn State defensive tackle Brevard uh, came to Purdue, I think, if that was just before. I don't think I uh, addressed that. That's right away a big guy that can play and he can start. If I did address it, I apologize. Second, you've got uh, Jones from Iowa, the kick returner, and that's a huge deal, kick and punt returner. That will be a shot in the arm right away. Purdue has not had a good, when I say good, that's the wrong thing to say. Purdue has not had a dynamic kickoff returner since uh, Hunt and Mostert were both back there seven, eight years ago, maybe, maybe close to nine years ago. It's been a long time, though, and that's a game changer. Iowa fans are making light of this. This is a big deal to Purdue. This is a big deal to Iowa, too. 
Um, and finally, um, very recently, yesterday, a guy named Kobe Lewis decided he was going to transfer Purdue from Central Michigan. He's an interesting story. He was averaging about six and a half yards a carry before he busted his ACL a year and a half ago, I think, a little more over. Uh, so he sat out an entire season in 21, sat out half the season in 20. Uh, he says he's good. He's 100%. He's ready to go. And he's going to um, – he'll bolster that backfield right away, and I think he'll see significant carries. Um, but six and a half yards of carries, nothing to uh, sneeze at. It's good to see that. And it's good to see that um, so many guys are coming in to play uh, for Brom. Uh, the, the transfer market has helped Purdue here uh, just to strengthen a team that's already good. I saw Aiden O'Connell at uh, Tyler Trent's golf outing. Um, I didn't say anything to him, but I saw him. I walked by him. He looks great. He looks like he's in great shape. Uh, he's had a busy summer. He's running camps. He won an award. Um, I think he's getting married soon. Um, but pretty, pretty uh, fun to watch what's happening uh, with Aiden O'Connell. And uh, I think it's really fun to know as we head into the Purdue football season that Purdue has a quarterback and they know who it is. And it's a guy who, man, he can sling it, makes great decisions uh, generally. And, uh, and his last chapter was pretty awesome against University of Tennessee. Um, see if there's anything else. Uh, of course, we know, um, I, I put this in my notes, Zach Edie Stain. I think I told you guys a long time ago, Edie was never entertaining going to the NBA this year, and turns out uh, that's a very, very good thing for Purdue. And if you've been reading it all, what the Canadian national team thinks about Zach Edie, that's pretty fun stuff because he's the only college student, I believe, the only college player playing on the Canadian national team. And they absolutely love him. They say he's got great hands, great feet, and he's put together uh, like a, uh, a maple, some would say. Uh, but I would say he's more like a sequoia, and that's why I call him Zachoya. Uh, he's, he's a monster, and he's a good kid to have on campus, and I'm glad he is a Purdue Boilermaker. So uh, let's see. Uh, Kevin Sprice says, men's basketball will have to become a defensive force in the big to compete. Good point, Kevin, and I think that uh, anything would be better than last year. Let's not forget how bad that defense was last year. It's really easy to gloss over that because as a kind of a hiccup in, an, in a just a tremendous uh, program. Program success on defense has been awesome, so they'll have to get better in a hurry. I think they will get better in a hurry. I think this is what Matt Painter's good uh, at. So anyway, Nathan Anders says, Rondell Moore, was he a good kick returner? Uh, let's look at his productivity. You tell me. Um, Rondell Moore had all the tools in the shed. Rondell Moore uh, was not a great kick returner. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. He was not a great kick returner. He was not a great special teams player. He was absolutely lightning in a bottle as a wide receiver. But, man, uh, yeah, I think everybody thought he would be. But the difference between him and Jones from Iowa, um, Jones has a record already of being a great kick returner. Hey, LBD, he was all conference last year, correct? I think so. Yeah. At least their team, I know that. Yeah, so I think Jones got some sort of recognition from the conference that he was a great special teams player. That's a far cry from uh, what Moore was at Purdue. Like I said, Mostert and Hunt were great, and I love that the Anthrops did what they could back there. They were sure-handed, which is something that uh, many Purdue football coaches have loved about the Anthrops. Well, he was first so he was first team. There we go. LBD. 
the uh, Boiled Sports uh, analytics desk says he was first team. So that's about, uh, let's see, do you care of any predictions for Ivy in the NBA draft? I don't really care. Uh, I want to see him do really well because it how it affects Purdue basketball. I'm not a big NBA guy. So just full disclosure, that's where I am. I'm not an NBA guy. Even watching the playoffs, it's tough sell for me. That product is not great for me. Um, a lot of stoppages, uh, a lot of guys, even in the even in the playoffs, it's just not the style of basketball I like. But I hope he does great. I think he's built for it. His athleticism is awesome. Um, they, the things that I've read say when he's uh, running isolation, he's going to be even better. And I, I think that's true. I mean, he's had to deal with a lot of guys collapsing on him for a, for, for a couple seasons. So I think he'll be great. I'd like to see him work on his jumper because uh, it was so inconsistent and his form was so unusual. But um, he already worked on it from year one to year two. It'll get better. And he's a guy that works his ass off. He's got good coaching both in his house and, um, you know, is, his mom is a great, great attribute. And she'll, she'll help him figure out who he needs to talk to to get better. He looks awesome. I mean, those workouts that I've seen looks great. So, um, yeah, I hope he, I hope he lands, uh, you know, of course, I'm, I'm a Pacers guy. Some of you know my connection to the Pacers organization, but um, yeah, I, I hope he lands in in the plan for the Pacers. But um, that's just because I'd like him to be closer to Purdue and doing well here, and and I think he's a pretty damn good prospect. But I don't know anything. And if you look at how many guys wash out, boy, it's easy to see that this is a bit of a crapshoot. The college game to the pro game do not translate one to one. Thanks for tuning in. We're at 21 minutes. I talked a lot, talked quickly, and I'm not even caffeinated. Hope you have a great day. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon and uh, hammer down. See ya.